1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant, and the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves, blasting the shot, what a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory, at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 207 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with socials. Uh, the Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> At 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. Just getting it up, Ben. Thank you very much. Congrats on Jeez, 1K. Uh, we finally got it. I don't have to beg anymore. <laughs> Woohoo. Next up, Please also rate us, on, <laughs> please rate us on Spotify as well and Apple and uh, wherever else you listen to podcasts. Cheers. Jack, Jack Williams is here. Hi, everybody. And Dan Bayliss. Hello, everyone. Uh, Harry, well, let's start with uh, last time out. Brentford away. Uh, seems a weird place to go sometimes. Um, has been in recent seasons. I've been be there once um, in the new stadium. Um, is it a turning point? 1-1? Well, um, considering we we thought we were going to lose when we were previewing it last week, I guess so. And I think the, the main thing that came out of it for me was there was more effort shown and the fact that we went 1-0 down and actually showed a bit of fight back and got straight back into the game, which is a very rare <laughs> thing for Wolves to do. So there were many positives to take from the game, but also many negatives. But definitely to get an away point is no easy feat as in the Premier League. And hopefully it can uh, change our fortunes a bit, but I'm not holding my breath, I'll be honest. Uh, Jack, you went to the game. Was it the first time you've been to Brentford? First time I've been to the new stadium. Yes, mm. yes. And I was actually very impressed with it. It's, uh, it's a, a nice little stadium. The one thing I really liked is that just, just seemed to be above the away end. They actually had proper TVs where you could watch the game live on the TV above you and also just watch it there. Whilst in the stand? Yeah, whilst in the stand. It was a bit weird, a bit of a strange one, but <clears throat> they were like proper in time as well. It wasn't like at the Molyneux where they're about 20 seconds behind. So that was a nice touch. Um, there wasn't much of an atmosphere though, to be honest. I don't know how the, uh, the Brentford fans feel about it moving to that ground from obviously the old Griffin Park, which used to be a good old standing behind the goal ground. But in terms of a, a nice new little ground, I was quite impressed with it, really. And I have, to, I have to be honest, I think that's probably one of the games I've enjoyed most this season, really, to be honest. I think it was quite quite close first half and just nice for us to get back into it, like you say, quite quickly. And it was quite exciting towards the end, I thought, because it was one of those that could have really gone either way. 
we were still in it t- towards the end. There were some, like Harry said, some good things and some some bad things. But in terms of actually going to a game and being entertained for good reasons or bad reasons, I was quite pleased. And towards the end, even even when we went down to 10 men for the last few minutes, we were kind of thinking, hang on, we might get a breakaway here and might be able to nick it. And the fans, the fans in the ground, the Wolves fans just responded to it, really. We just want to see a bit of effort and a bit of passion and a bit of response and not just... Not just uh, as soon as you go a goal down, putting your heads down and letting the game go, and obviously a good old Neves steam rat helps that, doesn't it? So I was quite quite pleased with the day out, the ground, and everything really. Um, <clears throat> uh, Dan, it was uh, pretty much I think the most attacking starting eleven and formation that it possibly could have been. Two Traores starting together, showing flashes. Yeah, I don't think he had the best of games in the end. Which one? that's fine i can do that um but it, bright spells wasn't it? it wasn't like we have been of late where we've played well and then got bugger all from it i mean call it slightly fortunate to get back in a game so quickly after they scored but steam rack great he's going to get a couple of season um sadly same old problems up front Costa looks lively, but well, you know he should have he should have really had two or three in the last three games, shouldn't he? Realistically, when you think about it, and now he's not going to play the next three because he's VARs come in and they spot these things that he used to shit ass about doing when he was here before. <laughs> Can we have complaints? Because I mean, you've always said, haven't you, Dan, that you'd you'd love Diego Costa because he's a shit house. And can we really be upset when he does something that is really shit out? <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was very stupid. But do you know that's his first ever Premier League red card? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Because of VAR, isn't it? Oh, wow. He, he got away with it, the ref didn't give it. So, no, um, that's true. Shit, shit, shit house. He's getting frustrated, wasn't he? And from, from where I was stood, which is obviously behind the goal where it happened, I didn't sense any whiff of a headbutt at all until obviously you watch it back. But back at the time, I, I didn't think, I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was just a foul potentially. And that was it. But I think you can now see how we're desperately crying out for a proper manager. Davis obviously trying really hard, but there's no sort of I don't know what you call it, but that sort of style that Walls played, where everyone's going towards a, a sort of attacking goal in terms of the way they play their football to create chances. It doesn't seem to be there. We have good spells and play good football, but nothing that makes you get on the edge of your seat and think, "Oh, we're going to get a couple here." Um, I don't know. And it is the intermittent form of players. Someone will have one good game in three or four and it, it's really starting to tell. It is really starting to tell because no matter who we have on the pitch, three of them are going to have a bad game. And that's what loses your games in the Premier League. Not it's cons- It is consistency and mixed with quality. We've got the quality. It's clearly there in spells. We can all see it. But <sighs> Kilman has a bad one. Semedo has a bad one. Johnny has a shocker. Costa does nothing. Adama doesn't turn, you know. If 11 more showed up at the same time, I'm sure we'd be great. I'm sure we would beat teams. But it's just continual now. It's every week we talk about the three or four that have had a bad game and that's what's costing us points. Harry, talk about Costa and, you know, he's moving off the ball and bringing players out of position and stuff like that. But I think at times he does remind me of the Sunday league player that's hung over from the night before and a little bit <laughs> off the pace. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, it's just but you know, you, he looks, I think he's, he's to me, to my mind, he's not fully fit yet. He's not quite up to where he needs to be in the Premier League. He, he just seems a little bit, I don't want to say overweight, but 
not as slim as he maybe should be. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's something about him when I'm watching him play that just makes me think he's not quite there yet. I mean, he's, he's got plenty of gym time coming up with a three-game suspension. Yeah. Uh, what well, the thing is, it's probably the liveliest he's looked for us, hasn't it? He had, he had two chances that stick out to me. That one when he cut it onto his left and shot twice, actually, that other one, but he's kind of scuffed the other one he had as well. But at the end of the day, as well as he played, he's let us down, hasn't he now? He's completely put us in the shitter by getting sent off. I know, luckily, I think the Leeds game in the Cup counts as one of his three games, doesn't it? But we're now left with praying to God that Raul Jimenez is going to be fit, which is probably not likely. I know he's back in training now, but... And I know we had the risk of this happening with Costa, but for me, it's literally the last dying minutes of the game. He's having a bit of a tussle. I know he loses his head, but why do it, man? I know he's apologised to the players, but he's probably on good money. He's coming for the year to help us, but he's let the club down and he's let us fans down, I think. And hopefully he gets punished for it because I think it was just ridiculous what he did. For a player at his age, he looks all of 34, by the way, doesn't he? Like Sam was making the joke about him looking hungover. He does look a bit uh, unfit and out of place, but yeah, for me, he's let us down, and I'm, I'm, I was really, I was just like so angry when it happened, watching it at the time, and I hope he's apologised, and hope he's fined a few weeks' wages for it as well. Jack, thoughts? Yeah, but you, you can't really argue with it, can you? It's one of these where you can say, "Oh, he's a bit of a character," and that's one of the things we like about him. But for someone who's like you say, 34 years old in a in a situation where, you know, we could really go on in the last two minutes and got a last minute winner and he'd have been the most likely to score it really because he he, had, he did he looks lively. I think he has improved mm-hmm. bit by bit and in glimpses, he, he does look like he does look like he's going to score at some point and then I think he might go on and get a couple. But it is inexcusable, not just because he did it, but he, uh, he did it knowing that the situation we're in up front anyway, because really now we're looking at these next two games and we're going to have to play Huang. And even if Jimenez is fit, which I don't even know if, if he will be, he's trying do you really think, is he, is he really going to want to play before risking his World Cup? <laughs> um, potentially. It's, I, I don't think he, I don't think he'll, he'll want to, even if he probably could, he'd probably take a bit more time. So we're looking in the situation now for these two games against Brighton and Arsenal that we're probably what going to play Huang up front or Traore in the middle or, or something. And it's just, we're back in the situation where we were before we signed Costa. We, we brought Costa in to fill, fill this hole. That was his job really, probably until January or until Jimenez gets back fit. And he's just sort of uh, stabs us in the back a little bit for the last two games of it. But Overall, his performance, I know, wasn't too bad, but I agree it is inexcusable. I suppose I do kind of agree with what Dan was saying, though, because if you go down go down the list of players, you can just sort of say, oh, yeah, played well, or oh, dodgy, played well, dodgy. It's kind of like hit or miss, isn't it, really? I agree that uh, Bubakar Traore was dodgy first half, a bit better Good second, second half, half, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah so better I, second I, half. While you're on the subject as well, we've got to mention Bueno again. I think he was really yeah. good again, like a good performance. But positive. I think it's just, good to just get. Just good... you a bad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only problem. But he's signed get... a new deal, hasn't he? Which is good news. Good to get Collins back. I thought, and the, the only other one you got mentioned mm. is Podence, isn't it? I just, I just don't know what to make of Podence at the moment. I don't know what you think. I think he's probably his season was summed up by that one where he um, he basically got round the back, looked up, and just let the ball run out of play past the byline. Do you remember that? Yeah, and remember his really weak hilarious. shot. Can you remember his first half chance as well, where he got into the box, shifted onto his left really quick, and he literally daisy cutted it into the keeper's arms. That's just mm. him in a nutshell at the moment. But at Nunes as well, went off early injured, didn't he? And I, people were complaining about his performance again. And 
he plays like I think he's playing almost like a number ten, isn't he? And I, know, I mean, I didn't watch much of him. I'll be honest. When he was at Sporting, but apparently he's better as like a deep midfielder, or he can he's run a ball on carrier midfield. Yeah, so really I think they're playing him out of position. Maybe yeah. it's it's frustrating when your record signings not really uh, playing so well. He's had, he's had a few good games, hasn't he? But I think he needs to up his game as well. Hey, was there a standout performance in there, Jack? Um, you, you keep going back to the one Harry just mentioned, or Keenan De Bueno, because he's been our best player for the last few games, really, considering he's only 20 years old, coming in and uh, playing at, at full-back at Premier League level for the first time. I mean, he got player of the month, didn't he, as well, which I think he's fully deserved to yeah. be our best player. If you're looking apart from him, you'd, you'd say Neves, really, wouldn't you? I think in the middle. Um, <laughs> and apart, I think those two are probably the two stand out. Do we need to start discussing this? Because Neves is holding it together, in my opinion. It, without Neves, Jesus, well, we'd be in a real mess. What, other than loyalty, what keeps me here in, Jan- in January? He's staying in January, isn't he? Apparently. The club have come out and said he's not for sale in January, but will that change if a it, massive it, offer it, comes in? It takes stupid money, but I think the first thing you do if you want to keep a player like Neves is get a manager. Um, a respected well, manager. I know it's stupid, isn't it? But you know, you don't want to be coached yeah, by yeah. the bloody the, the youth team setup. And the We're same. Get on to it, but that could be happening players. soon, Jeff. It could be. Well, happening. it's come back from the dead. I know, which I wasn't quite expecting. But yeah. uh, I'm, quite, I'm quite pleased when John Percy dropped that news last night. He did. No, yeah. So I mean, we might as well talk about it, Harry. Julian Lopetegui is back in the frame by all accounts. It looks like his dad has made some sort of recovery and there are rumours of some promises being made in terms of funds in the January transfer window and what control he'll have, but I don't know how much substance there are in those. I think they are just Twitter rumours at the moment, but I think from our point of view, just to have a manager of his calibre potentially coming to the club can only be good news, even though he has rejected us once. Yeah, and I think that's the key thing for me is that they're promising him that he can have all his own staff in all departments because that was the rumour of when they approached Nuno to come back, wasn't it? They were like, oh, well, you can't have all your own staff. They need to give the control to the manager, not do what they did with Bruno Large and have Scott Sellers and Jeff deciding what players are going to come in and things like that. They've got to get that, a class manager in which Lopetegui is and let him be in control of footballing decisions and not have Scott Sellers in the bloody stands or an earpiece in trying he to help He also him. needs... 100 million sadly does he mm. go and buy a striker, I think he needs two, two players in January I reckon a defender and a striker in January try and buy a, def- a striker that's going to keep you in the league that's a lot of money we're linked with a Real Madrid striker today I forget his name the, the full backs have been again as I said great or rubbish well it's amazing it's been linked with Chelsea this week but yeah, just on some though, he got booked really early, and he gets Brentford, and I was thinking, oh no, and I thought he did quite well after that, just to, yeah. just to, just on him. But no, Lopetegui, it, I mean, is it third time lucky we've gone in for him now? And yeah, we need him, don't we? They need this to work because, like we say, they put all their eggs in the basket of him and. It'd give, it'd give the fans a lift on it if he gets it, he gets it over oh, the line. Just get him in the stands before the Arsenal game. It might, you know, yeah. get a bit, get a bit of a, a lift going. It's interesting though. There's a couple of things interesting about it. Obviously, what Harry said then about his dad 
must have I reckon that was probably just a, an excuse for the fact that what was on the table didn't suit him for whatever reason but it's also interesting that apparently he's the one who tried to restart this conversation he 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 came back to the table if you believe what John Percy wrote when he's usually on the money as everyone knows so interesting that he's obviously gone and revisited and probably says okay I'll entertain the offer if I can have this 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 and this um, the thing is Wolves are in such a position now where really there's there's nobody out there they obviously want a want or b can get that he's probably got a bit more negotiating power now and the fact that also looking down the road and looking how quickly Villa resolves their own managerial change it's kind of you know left us left us wanting a little bit really hasn't it let's be honest for the whole thing so I just hope they can get it over the line really because it will give us a lift he's the person we wanted for a while I think he was the person we all thought would have been in place for a few weeks now I thought it was going to happen the week after. Yeah, or so. as, soon, as soon as he left Seville, I think everyone thought he was just going to fly over and it'll be it and it'll yeah. be the done deal. So, yeah, hopefully they can get it over the line, but I'm not believing anything until I see him holding a shirt or whatever. I think the technical phrase is shit or bust, isn't it, Dan? Uh, I believe that is the correct terminology here. <laughs> and it is, isn't well, it? I mean, yeah, you're right. A, a January window that is a strong one, and I can't think of a good one that we've ever had apart I, from maybe in the championship when we I have back to say it's got to be line, absolute minimum one striker one winger a fullback and a centre-back so you need four players yeah four players in January four players it's or we not don't have them alright I'll they spend 100 million in the summer I'd be surprised if they give him money for one or two players to be honest I suppose we need to remember now that this this isn't Operation Get Him In and Get In the Europa League. This is Operation Get Him In, Stay Up. We go again mm. next year. Now that's where we are. Let's that, that, last, let's be honest. The last time a Wolves striker scored a goal is something like Southampton away last year. <laughs> is it that bad? It's, it's honestly it's ridiculous how long it is since a Wolves striker scored. Raul didn't Raul score in the League Cup? Does that count? Premier League I'm this year. Yeah, Premier League. But just is like, really like Sam said earlier, though. <laughs> Like Sam said earlier, though, it's like a staggering Neves. amount of time. Lopetegui gave Neves his debut, didn't he? He did. That's yeah, like yeah. a good. That's a great little link. So hopefully Neves, Neves will stick around to the summer. Then he'll go. But as Jack mentioned earlier, he's the only player really who can hold his head above uh, the parapet for no criticism. Really, is it? He's been brilliant, hasn't he? He's led by example as captain. Yeah. And without yeah. him, I think we'd be rock bottom on about five points. <laughs> well, I agree, right? especially when you take his goals into account. So if we, if we can get him in before the, the Arsenal game, that would be great. Um, and then obviously we've got a, a break for the world cup and we'll talk a, a little bit about the world cup later. Um, do you think the break is going to come at a good time, Jack? Potentially, just to because for, for, there aren't going to be many players, I don't think, in the Wolf squad involved in the World Cup. There's going to probably be a maximum of four, I would say, and then Portugal when, players possibly Raúl. Uh, I don't, I can't see many others. When when you look at the table and the fact that you know we're second bottom and we haven't got a manager. You think, yes, this is going a good time for us. It gives the players who are injured a chance to recuperate if they're not going, these sorts of things. Um, gives a chance for Lopate to, to hopefully you know, be in place and start prepping for for the uh, the new year. Do you think it'll be for the, the Boxing Day games or will it be January? Or I'm not quite sure. but Because we play, we play Everton Boxing Day, don't we? So hopefully he's proper, that'll be his first game in charge, I, I'd have thought. So... Yeah, I mean, the only way you can say it, it ends up coming at a bad time is if we somehow win these next two, which I can't see at all, yeah, considering yeah. <laughs> the way the way they've both been playing, really. So I think we're in a situation now where 
let's try and get get a result against Brighton. We're probably not going to beat Arsenal, but let's at least you know give him something to build on um, when he takes over. Just don't go into it with with, with two losses back to back from two home games. At least get get something on the board from these two games. I think is is the realistic situation of where we are now. And then yeah, hopefully the break will be welcome. Uh, let's have a look at Brighton. Harry, they are playing some unbelievable football. It seems that they're continuing from where Graham Potter left off and obviously gave him a little bit of a reminder of how cruel football can be um, at the weekend against Chelsea. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? And obviously we've got a decision to make because, well, as we said before, Costa is banned. Yeah, it's a big game. It's a game that a few weeks ago I looked at it and thought it's winnable. But as you mentioned, just <laughs> the way they've been playing... They're scoring a lot of goals. They're looking good. Um, I'm worried, man. I'm worried. Um, I, I think they're big favourites. It's going to be a tricky fixture. They've got some talented players. And yeah, it, it's if, if I'm honest, I'm not confident at all. Molyneux can be very toxic if we go goal down, as we know, and there's a big chance we will. As you mentioned, no striker. So is it going to be Huang in there, which is a... A huge decision to make. Tot is injured, so we can't go to the five like I suggested the other week. But no, a, a very tough fixture, and I'm I'm not holding my breath to be honest. I think uh, Brighton are having a fantastic season, and they're a much better team than us at the moment, unfortunately. Um, Bayless, we we don't know the circumstance for for Nunes, so it could be a problem in the middle. I, I imagine it'll be Matinho that would come in for that, but otherwise, what would you do? Oh, hope. Pray, I don't know. <laughs> they're a good side. They're a good side, Brighton. They are, yeah. Um, that Trossard's a serious player. He's on top form. They're actually scoring goals. Um, they're, they're what they're doing. What Wolves should be doing. Um, Bayless, I hope they're. Yep. Do you want to answer this question? Bringing in uh, Richard. Uh, can yeah. we ask Bayless about Samedo and Johnny uh, being in such sort of short of form? Uh, and you are the wing back correspondent, Dan. Yeah, I think I said we've got to bring another one in. Bueno, I think, has played very well. He's earning his place. He's just got to keep himself a bit of consistency. But um, I think we need another one because both of them have done really poor things and good things over the last few weeks. And that isn't what wins you games. Those small mistakes or big mistakes are what lead to losses. So You're starting Samedo again, aren't you, against Brighton over Johnny, I think. Yeah, Johnny just hasn't been there, has he? He had a fantastic game at home against um, Southampton. And then since then, he's been hot and cold and he looked awful uh, against Leicester. So we're in a tough position. That's where all Wolves' good football came from only a couple of seasons ago. All our best football came from fit Johnny before his ACL and Doherty. And that's what, you know, that's how we beat Man City. And um, now we look lost in those positions, really lost. Weak area, yeah. Weak, we don't attack through them. I can't think of many chances any of them have really created. Bueno? Johnny created a... Bueno Pass. has started bueno. to. Started to. But, ah, the rest of them. Aitnori's he's hot and cold, doesn't deserve a place in the side. Samedo and Johnny, again, I, the only one really springing to mind is Johnny's at home against Sampton where he should have had a goal for himself, really, and he was unlucky. Other than that, I can't think of him creating a chance. Hmm. Out yeah, of what, no, I think you're right. yeah. 15 goals a season that had come through the wing-backs uh, under Nuno? Fair enough, we change the style we play and we want to keep the ball more, but got to create something and overlaps is one of the ways of doing that and we've always been good at it. So, desperately need a good wing 
wingback style player or a fullback, if you want to call them, has got to come in because it's just, I mean, I'm not going to moan on and on, but the, the second goal of Palaces is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's Roger Johnson. <laughs> it's, it is genuinely, it's in the tier of Roger Johnson defending. <laughs> regardless of who it was, where, regardless of who it was, that is give up, go home, pack your bag. Same with Johnny against Leicester though, isn't it? Like the Harvey Barnes goal. Quang well, like against Newcastle. Forward. Mm. Atrocious. Just We've had some bad moments. You know, they're really, really bad. And it is the difference between a one point or three. Mm-hmm. So what do we well think done. the team's going to be for Brighton? What do we think? Similar to Brentford, I think. It's got to be, I think, isn't it? I Apart think from same- well, same back four. I'm guessing Nunes is still injured, though. So, what, Bettinho, uh, Bubakar, and Neves in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then, what, Podent, Swang, and, and Traore. Less Traore goes through the middle, but my Jack, Christ. you was in the away end. And I yes. listened to, um, the first I'd heard of this today, I listened to the Expression Star podcast, and they were saying on there, and I don't know if you saw this, but apparently Guedes went okay. to storm down the tunnel straight away and that someone was trying to rip him back out to clap the fans and he refused to and just bomb down the I, tunnel. I didn't Did notice you see that. that. Obviously, the, the tunnel is on the sort of other side to to, to where the fans were. They're obviously the complete, the complete opposite, really. So, no, I didn't notice that at all. Um, I thought you may as well run all the way back to Portugal for all that. <laughs> it, has not, it has not hit any of the heights that we have expected so, and it doesn't show glimpses. You know, you know it's bad. I was just naming that team then. I actually forgot about him. Yeah, that's that, that said, yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking. I know he did come on, didn't he, against Brentford? But if, considering all the hype and all the goals that he's apparently yeah. scored, I, I've just not seen it. He's just not seen anything, has he? Really? It's, and it's a perfect another example, Jack. He had a good half an hour against Spurs in the first game. He played yeah. been awful since. Yeah, yeah, that's been rubbish. But a lot of people yeah. say they want to see him like through the middle because obviously the cost of but with, with his form and his attitude. He's going to be nowhere near the starting line of when Steve Davis bring, brought Hodge on instead of him in the one game, didn't he? So that but says a lot. He doesn't just play for the middle on his own. He plays behind another striker, doesn't he? Yeah, thought. he's probably better off but, a striker, yeah. So, yeah. will you play him, him and Huang? I mean, that's, oh, just, that's just a recipe for the disaster, isn't <laughs> it? Like, I, think you, I do have to say, in these situations where you're, we're in a bit of a struggle, it isn't just your ability and your quality. And this is going to be very rich coming from me, anyone that's ever played sport on a pitch with me. But it is about attitude. It, it, ge- it genuinely is. It, it, yeah, yeah. Fifty well, percent ahead game at the moment, and if he's got any waft of arrogance about him or self entitlement, then that isn't the sort of play you need in a team that's is in a relegation battle. Mm. It's weird. Sorry. Jack, you made the point earlier that we all got called pant wetters for being negative on the first podcast <laughs> of the season, in which Harry actually said that Bueno would be a standout player this season, which is incredible, Mystic Mansell. Um, but on that on that point. Are we being too negative? No, no. We're, we're, we're level on points with Nottingham Forest. Yeah, in the relegation zone. I think well, after that, after that pod as well, the thing that we were saying is, and I remember I've said it many times, is that the squad is too too small. The squad is still too small. And look where we are now. We're, we're talking about whether we need to play Guedes or Huang to get us out uh, up front against you know for two games before the before the close season. So mm. I think everything we said was completely justified. And in our defence at the time, Fabio had just gone on loan. Raul just got injured. We hadn't got Costa in at the time. Um, 
And I don't think we'd brought Guedes in at that point. So it, it was even more crisis then. <laughs> but I mean, look at us now. We're not in, I know injuries have been very unlucky, but we're not in too much of a better position, are we, in terms of squad size, as Jack said? <laughs> I know we're going to talk about this next week, but I genuinely think Arsenal could could do to us what they did to Forest. Yeah. Right. I'm going to have to go into yeah. hiding. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The thing, the thing is, right I've just got a feeling. I've got, I've got a yeah. feeling though. I've got a feeling about one of these. I know on paper we should be losing both these games, but I've got a feeling we'll get something from one of them. I don't know which one, but we'll get something from one of them. If they if they announce Lopetegui on Friday and then we've got, got to play Arsenal at home, eight o'clock kickoff or whatever it is on a Saturday, that changes the mood entirely and the fans will be up for it then, I think. Oh, so, well, eight o'clock on a Saturday, the fans will be up for anything, to be honest. Like, like going, going so, to bed, I imagine. <laughs> but there you go, that's just me. Um Let's do a score prediction for Brighton, though, starting with Harry. Wow. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go 2-2. 2-2, two, two. Uh, two, two, Jack. 2-1 two, defeat. Bayliss. 2-0 Brighton. I, I think a 1-0 Wolves. Uh, wow. Let's get your latest... <laughs> wow. Let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Uh yeah, a couple of interesting ones. A little bit of value. You know, you were talking about the um, prices and that Brighton should be bang on favourites. They're better yeah. than even money. Oh, are they? Yeah. Yeah, Brighton, about, Wolves 12 to 5, Brighton 23 to 20, so just the right side of even money. Um, Little couple of double chance bets the, the one I picked out Trossard to score first Brighton with the 2-1 or 3-1 is 40-1 to one. Ooh, I don't think we'll score one um, <laughs> heading into optimism 2-1 Wolves Traore score first 80-1 to one. that seems mm. quite short two, and then if you're really optimistic um, under two and a half goals Pedence to score at any time and Neves to have two or more shots on target Big. A little well, bit that's, not builder. that's not bad. 425 to 1. Yeah. You, you lost me when you said Pedence to score, to be honest, but still. <laughs> yeah. At least he scored this season. Yeah. Uh, what's um, Brighton half time, Wolves full time done? Again, again. It was that last season, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Bloody hell. Oh, that was, yeah, when it took about five minutes to find a white game, yeah. <laughs> Was that Brighton or Norwich? That was Brighton, definitely Brighton, because the one that I won the money on, wasn't it? Didn't Brighton absolutely dick us last season? Oh, it was a season before. Season yeah. before, weren't yeah. yeah, sorry. So but that's a good not- omen, isn't it? They absolutely smashed us around Gibbs last season. <laughs> <Sorry. Yeah. laughs> the half-time, full-time, you want Brighton, then Wolves. Yeah. Brighton, yeah. 33 to 1. Oh, that's quite low. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Jack has your ticket news. Ticket news. So there's not many games left, is there, really, no. between between now and Qatar. So Brighton tickets on general sale. There you go. Close oh Shop FC. God. Close Shop FC. So if you want to go in the North Bank Quadrant or the Green Stand, you can get a ticket for that. I think they're about £39, I think. There's also some expensive ones left in the upper Billy Wright. But yeah, you know, definitely a chance to get down. I think it's probably a mixture of the fact that one, we've been crap, and two, the prices are just are too high considering... Yeah. The, the wider global circumstances that are going on. So there's a few things at play there. Um, so the other game actually we got is the Leeds uh, Carabao Cup game, which is Wednesday the 9th, uh, uh, quarter to eight kickoff. Jack, sorry. Tickets. Yes. How much are they trying to sell a ticket for for that game? If it's more than a tenner, 
Uh, I think I said this before. I think three. 18 quid, yeah. Like when I think they were priced a little bit. They were 18 quid for season ticket holders, but now on general sale, it's 20 pound for Leeds in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, they got that. Um, I think they've got that wrong. Yeah, I mean, just just looking around and seeing availability. I mean, you can, there's quite, as you'd expect, quite a lot of tickets available for that one. If there's no, yeah. If it was a fiver, trouble. I'd think twice. I'm, yeah, I mean, I don't know how it works with how they have to price them, but, but uh, you know, I think I think 12 quid again would have been reasonable. Considering it's yeah, a Carabao Cup game, um, and actually there's still, still a few left for Arsenal. Uh, I know it's a Saturday night and it's on the on the on telly. telly. I assume it's, yeah, I assume yeah, it must yeah. be at that time. It's Saturday prime. night on the telly, but there's a few left for that. It's on sale to members currently, but there's a there's a few knocking around for that. If you don't mind, like the green stand. So I, keep, I need to stop saying the green stand. It's not been green in about fifty years. <laughs> it's isn't black it? now, isn't it? The, 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 the temporary stand. <laughs> the green stand. Yeah. The wet stand because you get soaked when you sit in there. That's, That's the North, North Bank. Bank. That's North, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wet stand <Yeah>. times two. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, so value in the bets and go and grab a ticket whilst you can. Um, let's talk about the World Cup. Jack, you made the point, I think, what is it, two weeks? Not almost Two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. It's, or it's two weeks the, on Sunday. To the start of the World Cup and there's been what seems like zero build-up. Is anybody here excited about it? I, that was what I, was, I just couldn't couldn't believe it because usually, like when you're yeah. looking forward to a World Cup, I'm guessing I think the weather and it and the fact of where it is has made a big difference because usually you're thinking, yeah. oh, the season's finished, and then you start getting excited about the World Cup. You get a little pull out from the paper, you get a pack of stickers, and you start, yeah. you know, starts excitement starts building. But this time, just because it's so in the middle of the season, it's dark outside at four o'clock now. It's just very hard to get in World Cup fever, and obviously yeah. the fact that of where they've they've held it, I've never known anything where we are. Two and a half weeks away from the start of a World Cup and being less excited. It's Do you know what I also find weird? Sorry, go on, Bayless. No, 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 you go first. No, I was going to say, what I'm going to find weird as well is obviously a lot of teams, which I heard Pep Guardiola talking about on Talk Sport, yeah. there's going to be friendlies going on during the World Cup, which is obviously yeah. going to be bizarre. So we're going to be playing friendlies like while England, are, it's just it's just not going to feel right, is it? Like the friendlies, we're going to Wallen you, but they're going to go abroad. I don't know. Are we? Do you, do you think it's a. Do you think it's a good idea to, for clubs to just go, well, look, we're going to organise with the players that aren't going on international duty. We'll go and yeah, keep them do fresh. Thing, keep them fresh. Keep, yeah. keep it. I've heard that a lot of clubs have planned to have bases in like, I think it's Dubai. So they're close. So when their players get knocked out of the World Cup, they just fly straight into the training camps for their clubs. So if we're just going to hope Portugal go out in the group stage, aren't we? Then we're, <laughs> we've got everyone to prepare. <laughs> I, no, I, I, no one's, you know, normally with any, like the Euros that are a couple of years ago. Like Last you're year. getting like invites or make the groups with like, oh, this is where we're gonna watch it, this is what we're gonna do. I've literally had an invite to the Wales game. That's it. Like mm. no one's even I asked a mate this morning, like, oh, what are you doing for the, the Friday night one, the USA game? He was like, Oh, no idea. Do they is not like you? Is that because that is that a possibility? It's probably that. <laughs> You've got no mates. It's most likely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get like anything like anymore. Feel like a World Cup fever. <laughs> isn't <laughs> Iran on a Monday afternoon at one o'clock? Yeah, That's like a bit is. of a damp start, isn't it? Uh, well, me and Jack are actually going to America um, for that group stage, and that Iran game was it on at seven a.m. Jack? It's a seven a.m. kickoff yeah. where we are. Yeah. So we I, even though I'm just saying this out loud now, I'm thinking maybe just give that one a miss. If it was England against Wales or England USA, you'd think, yeah, definitely I'll get up for that. But getting are up at you, seven AM. Yeah. Are you two there for the USA game? Yeah, that's that was kind of the point. Yeah, oh, I listened to um, Tim <laughs> Howard was on uh, Tim Howard was on Ben Foster's podcast, and he said that day England play USA. I can't remember why, but 
in 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 USA, there's like hardly any other sports on, so it's going to be like one of the most viewed is soccer it games ever. Yeah, it's the day after Thanksgiving, so there's no sport yeah. on apart from that. So like everyone and their dog yeah. in America is going to be watching that game. So he said it's like everyone's really looking forward to it. Obviously, it's England, and there's no other sport on, so it's going to be absolutely huge over there. We will so, be in. We will be in the Nick for that game, which is obviously Aaron's Wolves pub. So we have to send some videos of the the mosaic. And I think the eyes on that mosaic are slightly out. I need to go and see it in person. <laughs> see if it see if it is um, geometric. You're gonna be sick in the Mick. <laughs> be sick in the Mick, and I will. If we lose, then I'm just going to leave because I'm not having a load fifty people telling me it's called soccer after we've just lost to the USA. I'm not. I'm not having it. I'm not. I'm not I'm not doing it, I refuse. Um, <laughs> but I mean, uh, isn't it quite weird that the squads haven't been announced yet? I'm, I'm sure they're normally a little bit sooner than this, but I think yeah. it's the 10th of November or something. It's a, Did you hear that nonsense about Southgate's on a provisional 55-man squad or something ridiculous? 55-man squad. 55-man squad that includes Danny Welbeck. And... <laughs> Uh, this this is genuine, apparently. So I don't know. I don't know the official date of when that gets whittled down. Maybe someone in the comments will know. But maybe they're kind of thinking, just in case someone gets injured in the next week, they won't yeah. announce it until everything's everything's finished as of the end of next weekend. But then then our, our group group game, our first group game, is a week and a day later. It's on Monday, yeah, it's a week Monday after. It's just it, uh, um, everything about it from start to finish is nonsense. Have any of you looked at that? You know, you, you know, you can do the. Um... Oh, really? Are we? I, I did hear we were going somewhere. I'm not sure if it was Turkey, but um, yeah. Is that his um, time guessing Turkey's close to Qatar then, is it? Yeah, of closest. Yeah. Oh, that's close a good, would you go to Turkey again, Jack? I know you went for the uh, Istanbul 1-0. Not, <laughs> go not watch the friendlies a, out not, there. Not, not for a friendly. No, not nah. for a <laughs> like, Might get a game. If, you, if any of you done the old um, predictor things where you can sort of pick who wins the groups and then try and pick the games through it. Sort of I haven't done that got yet. a really good free one. Are they? Do you want to pick one? Yeah, that's the best one. Who did you and have sort of did winning it? Argentina. Um, sadly. Sorry to but go off subject. The big one is, um, the big one is, apparently, I've got a colleague who's Danish, and apparently Denmark's record against France is really good. And if Denmark topped the group ahead of France, it makes England's run a lot better. Mm. We basically avoid France going through. I think I, think, yeah, I haven't studied it. Favorites. Yeah. We need a lucky run, don't we? Like 2018 again to have a chance. Yeah, play nobody <laughs> into <laughs> made up a stand three times. So just on um, Bayless, you, you reminded me when you're talking about like predicting stuff and that. Last week, Sam, when I completely bigged myself off about the FPL, yeah, I had like, I the worst week ever. I had the worst <laughs> week ever. Just gone. It's always the way, isn't it? Like below average. Everyone's catching me now. <laughs> I wonder if they do it for the Premier uh, for the World Cup. I wonder if they do like a World Cup fantasy league. I think they do. Yeah, would you they say we'll make a league if they do? I think yeah, I think definitely because um, it is good because you have got to sort of plot it because what's this? Will Raul play for Mexico in the World Cup? Well, he's back in training for us, so you assume he's fit, Ben. I think it'll it'd go. be annoying, wouldn't it, if he didn't play for us these next two games and then was straight in for Mexico? That would be annoying. I, but hopefully, it's not for us. I, I can see that happening because realistically, given his age, I think this is probably going to be his last World Cup as well. So I think he'll do whatever he can to to get fit for that, if you know, if possible. So wouldn't surprise me at all if he does suddenly uh, start for Mexico in their first game after not playing for us for months. I think it, this is probably going to be the last cup, World Cup for quite a few players, isn't it? Because I mean, what's Ronaldo's thirty-seven? 
I mean, that, that must be I mean, his final one. Um, to be honest, lads, I think we're 32 say, now, so I think this is our last chance as well. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. We, we don't make this squad. To, to say, with a 55-man provisional squad, we might well be on it. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Um, is there any outside players do you think do you think Cody will go do you, like, I mean yes. yeah. Been, yeah I think he will yeah I think it, it sort of worked out well for him really you know, I think you can't help but actually you know, feel feel good for the guy I'm going to be wearing my Cody England shirt in Chicago or wherever we are with with pride to be fair I hope he goes to be to be honest will he play minutes Stuart? no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. but you can hear him <laughs> you can hear him in the training pitch uh good to have around um well yeah okay so two more games left. How many points do you reckon for the World Cup? I mean, I think we need to win. We've got to win one of them, really, haven't we, to give us a bit of a boost going into the World Cup. But I think we'll do well to get a point out of the next two games. Jack, not be as in a point on the board. I, I think point has to be the target from these two. Just get something. Don't get. Don't lose them both. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take a point now, really. But three is what we need. Saturday is huge but Brighton are a good team so it will be zero in years gone by under Nuno in this sort of situation we'd go we'll lose to Brighton but beat Arsenal that's what Wolves do we beat the big team that's it yeah that's so true now I'm not even we never say that that now do we never (laughs) I can't remember last time yeah that's so true it's a shame it's such a shame. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we'll, we'll lose to them. And, um, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. We didn't, because obviously yeah, Jack and Bayless weren't here last week. Would You t- you two would have took Nuno back, wouldn't you, Jack and Bayless? Uh, the way it was going, I'd have taken bloody Paul Lambert back, Harry. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's a bit extreme. <laughs> would you, Barry would have taken Kenny Jack here. Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. I, my only reservation is his football towards the end was so bad. Mm. It, it was, but it was during lockdown and he was away from his family and no crowd and all that sort of thing. I think that does make a difference. I would have took Dean Saunders back. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, it could, could be worse. Also, just jumping back to the World Cup, do you not think one thing that's going to be really weird is the one thing everyone always gets excited about when watching the World Cup or the Euros in the summer is like, Drink oh, there's a, there's a big stream down the cricket club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, all these sorts of things. And now the pubs are going to be rammed because all the people who are usually drinking outside are going to try to be getting the same spots in the pub. It's just going to just going to make it just as a chunk. You're not weirdly. Weird I had a leaflet this morning given to me. Talk Sport are doing a fan park that's like covered under Waterloo. Looks quite cool. Actually. Oh, they said oh. underwater then? Yeah, <laughs> under the sea. Underwater. <laughs> SpongeBob. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're not. I don't know whether they're doing like the. Trafalgar Square ones or anything like they did for but they must be doing box park and things surely it's yeah, too cold it's, to throw beer about be freezing cold in the piston it's too bloody expensive everyone will be covering up the top yeah like, don't spill, yeah. Don't spill. <laughs> yeah it's alright Harry you have umbrellas in your cocktails don't you so right. <laughs> um, but yeah I, yeah I don't know it's going to be weird because it's going to be Christmas party season as well so actually it's going to be absolutely manic because I mean it's, it's busy at that time of year at the best of times with people having office parties, although no one's in the office anymore. So now that changes things potentially a little bit with the people make the effort. So um, we should wait and see. Sorry, sorry. imagine the people going. Imagine if you're travelling over. You can't drink there, can you? Qatar. Designated areas. I wouldn't fancy going over there. Did you see some of the accommodation that Sam put on the group earlier, like about an hour ago? Some of the screenshots of it. Shipping containers, weren't they? Essentially, basically, I don't know whether that was in the desert. Accommodation. Oh, so in that stadium, one of the stadiums is made out of shipping containers. It looks yeah. really is good, it? actually. 
Yeah, it's actually literally, this, it's like a big, I hard to explain, loads of blocks of literal shipping containers. They're going to reuse them after the World Cup's finished. There's some good stadiums there, but obviously a lot of people have died to build them, so it's a bit hard to praise the stadiums. Well, some of the cities weren't even built, were they? When they won the bid, they're all in the pretty much the same place. That's the thing. All these stadiums are all basically centered around pretty much one city. So I think it's kind of the first World Cup where close, you don't really yeah. don't really have to travel around. You just go to the one place and you can get a, a bus twenty minutes one way or the other, and you end up at all the stadiums. Yeah, which is don't hold because... hands with your mate, or else you'll go to jail. <laughs> I forgot because... that, that popular um, Simon Wilson. He's quite a popular YouTube like travel vlogger. He did a video there, and Jazz Jack said he was just catching Ubers to each one. They're like ten minutes apart. But as a Netflix are about um, Netflix are about to release a documentary about FIFA, aren't they? And uh, how corrupt it is. And I'm sure we'll hear about how Qatar got got the World Cup under Set Blatter. Loads of money. What's that, what's that called, Harry? Do we know what's the uh, Set Blatter's Atuata? No, I don't know. I, don't know <laughs> I really hope it's called that. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. No. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, do it, Netflix or Sky will. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Well, let's leave that for another week. Uh, best luck if you're going at the weekend. We'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Yeah, see you, everyone. And Jack Williams. Ta-ra. Dan Bayliss. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye for me. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.